Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Let's Talk About Brand was initially broadcast as a live stream in 2020. It has been edited from its original format. Hey everyone, I am Christine Gritman and I am here with Let's Talk About Brand, where, guess what, we're going to be talking about branding every single week, specifically personal branding. So this week we have a very exciting guest for our first show. We have Julie Catino of Brand Twist, a brand consultancy that helps entrepreneurs and corporations build stronger and more profitable brands. Julie was previously the VP of Brand at Virgin, and before that she held executive positions at Interbrand and Gray Worldwide. Julie's also the creator of Brand School by Brand Twist, an online masterclass for small business owners and entrepreneurs that helps them develop more focused and distinctive brands. And I got to say, Julie's actually right across the river from me in Westchester. So I know a ton of people personally who are very, very happy and satisfied brand schoolers. But here's the great part. You don't have to be local in order to become a brand schooler because it is an online masterclass. So anyone, anywhere can join. Without any further ado, I am ready to bring Julie on. Hey, Julie, how are you? Thank you so much for being on, Julie. I'm so excited. And uh, just to kick things off, I would love to actually talk about this great book. So, so tell us how you came to write this book. Yeah, so I've been, it was on my bucket list for years. And um, about five years ago, after teaching many classes at brand school and having lots of people say, how can I get help? How can I get help? I decided to give it a shot. And we've sold actually over 5,000 copies. Which I'm very proud of because that's huge for a business book. And uh, yeah, it just was um, so much fun. So it's actually, there's lots of stories in it from people who've taken brand school. All the stories are a little gray and there's a section in the back where you can take notes. So it's kind of like a user's manual on branding. It's not just one of those, you know, coffee table books. All right. So great. So thank you so much for being here, Julie. I'm going to start off with a very basic question. The same one I started off the Twitter chat with, which is what is brand on its most basic level? How do you define it? Yeah, I get that question all the time. Yes, it's my favorite question. <laughs> so in my definition, a brand is really a story. And it's the story either of your business or of your person, which I know we're going to talk about. And that story should have uh, who you want to talk to, who you want to you know, tell the story to, what conflict you're overcoming, and then importantly, what's your twist, right? Great books movies, every kind of story, podcast that we listen to, they always have something different, something unique and a twist. I really like that. So we have, we have an answer uh, from Twitter. Brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room, not only your when, but how you present yourself to the outside world. And it's like your reputation, but on another level, right? 
And uh, it's also what a company or person is all about, what others would describe them as. Uh, so, so we have all that great information about brand. I really like what, uh, what you had to say about it that takes it to a deeper level there. Now, what about personal brands? How does a personal brand differ from a corporate brand? Because yeah. you've worked with both extensively. Yeah, and I think there's so many similarities, actually. You know, a, a corporate brand and a personal brand are about the story that you're telling. I think the big difference is how people approach them. So, you know, when you have people working in corporate branding, they always have a plan, right? You know, they know who they want to reach, what they want to accomplish, what their goals are, you know, how they want to be perceived. And I think a lot of personal branding, people just say, well, I'm just going to be myself. You know, it's just my personality. And a personal brand isn't your personality. It's based on your personality. Ah. Still, you know, a little bit more curated, right? Just like you wouldn't put pictures on Instagram of yourself, you know, all the time. You probably don't put the pictures where you look your absolute worst or where you're doing absolutely nothing for the weekend, right? You tend to put pictures on social media and, and comments that help people understand what you're about and present yourself in the light that you want to be presented in. I like that. So it's it's based on your personality, but it is more strategic. You still have to define it. You can't just show up. You can't just show up. And really strong personal brands actually have a plan. You know, they have people from time to time that say, you know, for example, I'm known around the office as somebody really young and hip. But in order to progress in my career, I want to be known as somebody who's on the pulse of trends, right? So how am I going to get from point A to point B, right? Just like you would in a corporate branding plan. What are the strategies? I like that. So um, I ha so this brings the obvious question, which is, of course, when people think of personal branding, a lot of people think of someone you're familiar with, which is Sir Richard Branson. Yeah. You had the interesting uh, challenge or opportunity, both, oh. of being <laughs> the VP of brand. So all those spokes, all those new brands that spun off of what was at its core a personal brand. So how did that how did that challenge work in terms of making sure that all the new brand opportunities and all the new twists that you brought to Virgin uh, still stayed with that core? How did you kind of codify that core when it was built around a human being espousing it? Yeah, well, Richard is so important to the brand. Obviously, he's the founder and he's still very, very involved. But the brand has grown past him. So what we first did is we understood, we always knew, like, what would Richard do? You know, that was kind of a mantra. How would he approach this? But as a human being, his personal brand is very, very caring. Um, and it's also very much like I see a problem. I want to twist and look at a new way to approach that problem. And even in his own life, you know, he, he works out of an island in the Caribbean, you know, he works out of a hammock. He does nice. things <laughs> yeah, very nice, right? He does things like kite surfing. Um, he's very, very family oriented. In fact, interestingly, it was just his 70th birthday, if you can believe that. And I sent him an email, you know, happy birthday, glad you were born. Here's the things that I really appreciate about you, what I've learned from you. And he wrote me back and he said, you know, congratulations on your family and your Aww. success, which is very much, you know, very much Richard. So 
Um, to answer your question, you know, some of the challenges were that he has an idea minute, probably like a lot of people tuning in right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's he's literally like a little ADD, dyslexic. He has, you know, it's a magpie syndrome. Oh, there's a shiny idea. So the challenge was saying which ideas make sense to build the Virgin business and which are great ideas, maybe even money making ideas, but don't help people make sense of our story. I love that. That's so, that's so important. And that's a real a really good thing to, to just be aware of the values, the values being at the core of everything, not just being a list of, you know, focus tested ideas, but about really starting from those values. I love that. So uh, now a question that's highly relevant to me here. How has social media changed the concept of the personal brand and the expression of personal branding? Yeah. So I think like most things, it's good and bad. So the good part is, you know, you don't have to have a website anymore. You know, you don't have to spend hours and lots of money of having like juliecotino.com or, you know, you can get up in an Instagram account or Facebook account or LinkedIn super quick. So it's made us all professional branders with free tools at our fingertips. The challenging part has been being consistent. Because most people, and you probably have the facts and figures on this, you know, they engage in more than one channel. Yeah. So one of the things that you taught me when you came and and, and lectured our <laughs> class was, you know, are you when people look at you on LinkedIn and then they look at you on Instagram, do they get the same overall look and feel? Do they get the same message? So I think social media has made it easier to have a personal brand. It's also made it challenging to have a consistent personal brand. And let's dig into that a little bit. So what are some things that uh, people should keep in mind when they're defining their personal brand in terms of making sure that they're able to show up in consistent ways? What does consistent even mean there? Yep. So one big consistency is the color. And thank you for wearing (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know that your brand is red, right? But really, a lot of times choosing a meaningful color And for me, I chose purple, not just because it's a color of passion and prosperity and royalty and and royalty, but it's a twist of red and blue. My business and my approach to branding is about looking at different things for different places and twisting them together. And I make sure that whenever I show up professionally, you know, I've got my purple on and, you know, I use that color in the book. I use that color on my websites and my social. So one is owning a color is a really good way to do it. Another is a consistent tone of voice. You know, are you being super serious over here because you think you have to because it's LinkedIn and then super flip over here, you know, because it's, I don't know, TikTok or Instagram or something like that. Um, I think you could find, and we did this a lot in Virgin, we defined our tone of voice Um, And we made sure that whether we were writing a piece of copy or we were hiring somebody to do it, they had tone of voice guidelines. And that's one of the things we teach in brand school is figuring out your tone of voice and then having guidelines for yourself and other people that might be helping you support your brand, like a ghostwriter or social media person. So you always sound consistent. Now, that actually brings us a little sitter that I had had. Land, but this is perfect, perfect segue. Uh, my friend Chris uh, Bryant here asks, I'm always interested in crisis management. What is the story you can share where something went really bad and how it was fixed for a brand firsthand or otherwise? But I'm actually going to expound upon that. And I'm going to actually ask, 
how do you also ensure that crisis communications, which by their very nature are a little bit kind of, ah, how do you ensure that that is on brand so that it doesn't do any further damage? Yeah, well, I'm going to answer it in a slightly different way because I'm, I'm not a crisis communications expert. Yeah. I know people who are, but I think way before the crisis happens, <laughs> that's where you should be paying attention. And, you know, everybody screws up. Richard Branson screws up. We all do, right? It's, it's we're human. But if you've established an authentic, honest, transparent brand, if when the little things happen, you own up to them right away and you make it right, then actually research shows that brands that have higher consumer love, they rebound more quickly. But it's not like you, you screw up and all of a sudden that's the first time you're going to apologize and act like a human brand, right? That's too late. You really have to establish over time and way before that in the little things that your that your brand that listens, that reacts, and that apologizes. But then, of course, we know an apology is empty if you don't follow up with making it right. Now, we've actually seen this year in particular, we've seen a lot of brands sort of flail with this, with the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. And a lot of brands, and also uh, even the national and global, to some degree, racial rec uh, reckoning going on in the United States and beyond, we've seen between those two crises, a lot of brands sort of try to communicate something, but it really rings false because they hadn't been showing up that way to begin with. And it's it's very hard. It's a very sticky thing. So uh, I would love kind of some of your own observations and feelings regarding how some companies and brands, you don't have to name names, but sort of um, how it's sort of thrown into relief, the brands that are doing it right and the brands that maybe are kind of out of their element here. Yeah, I think a lot of the brands that are doing it right, um, they feel more authentic. And I will name a name. I think Nike's done a good job with, you know, social justice, but it's not like it started on March 7th. Yeah. You know, they've, they've been committed to different athletes, to supporting female athletes, um, you know, to supporting a lot of social causes ahead of time. And so I think they did it in a really uh, authentic way. And I think what you also need to do, and this is one of the things that I that I talk about a lot, is twist for good. You know, I do think brands should have a soul and let people know what they believe in, but connect it somehow to your fundamental business. So Nike does it in a way where they support, they're trying to support women athletes and other athletes that are, you know, not getting equal pay. Um, Virgin Atlantic did it uh, when the airline business kind of shut down because nobody's traveling anymore. They used their planes to bring doctors over oh, from wow. areas that, you know, had a surplus to bring PPE and other equipment over. So I think the more that you can do good, but do it in a way that feels authentic to your brand. There's another, um, there's a, a IPA in, uh, you know, beer in the UK. Uh, it's called Punk Brew. And they changed their manufacturing to manufacture hand sanitizers, right? So they were helping. But they didn't over, overnight become like Purell, right? They did it with Punk Brew gel, right? They still kept what's unique and what people love about them, you know, that was their, their twist, right? That they were kind of like a, I don't know, a punk rock version of, of beer. Um, and they, 
continue that into the gel production. So be authentic, do good, but do it in a way that leverages what your brand is about, both in terms of your competencies and your brand personality. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Perfect. And you mentioned, of course, uh, Twist a whole bunch. So just for those who don't yet have the book and maybe aren't yet familiar with you, can you just sort of uh, elucidate uh, what exactly a Twist is in terms of branding? Yeah. So it's really, it's two things. It's um, a Twist is your unique point of difference. You know, how do you stand out? Um, I teach this class uh, at Stanford with Tyra Banks every year called Project U. And one of the things that Tyra says, who's an incredible business person, not just a supermodel, she says, it's not enough to be better anymore. We have to be different. We have to have something unique about us. So your twist is your unique point of difference. The way you get to the twist is you start looking outside of your category to brands that you admire and you learn from them. So if you're a health coach, stop looking at all the websites of all the other health coaches. Honestly, they all look the same. You know, they have the fruits and the vegetables and the three rocks and the person sitting there, you know, in that, in that pose. Oh, those right? three rocks. Totally. Financial services, right? They have the older couple with the gray hair and the piercing blue eyes walking on the beach. You know, they look like they, you know, just came out of an Eileen Fisher catalog. At least the woman does, right? <laughs> Stop looking at what other brands are doing. I call that brand blinders and look at brands that you admire, like a Starbucks, for example. You know, how do they do customization? How can you twist with the Starbucks and have more customization in your product offering or your service offering? I love that. Now that brings us actually to another user question, which is how, what, what's your best piece of advice or best tactic for low budget brand building, whether personal branding or corporate brand building, if you don't have much of a budget, what are some ways that you can still incorporate a strong brand and a point of difference? Okay, so for the personal brand, the first thing I would do, it costs nothing, is take your phone, download some apps that are really good storytelling. The Moth, the TED Radio Hour, um, How I Built This with Guy Raz. Oh, that's a great one. Start listening to the way that other people tell their stories. What engages you? What interests you? I heard a, a podcast on, um, on a TED Talk. It was a woman who was in her 70s who was one of the first astronauts to go underwater. It's called an aquanaut. 
And she started her story with, when I was five years old, I got knocked over by a wave at the beach. That's how she started her story. And then she told about her 50-year career. Pay attention to great storytelling of people that you admire and then twist those lessons into your own brand. For a corporate brand, one of the things that I would do is also go to a brand experience, either in person or online. You know, I tell when I have clients sometimes call me and say, we need to do our redo our website. We have ten dollars. You know, we have no money to spend, but we have this dire need. So I say, well, take that ten dollars, take your team and go sit in a Starbucks for a couple hours and look at their brand experience. You know, how are people being greeted? How are they giving different offers? Right. How are they making you comfortable? How are they getting this whole idea across? But, you know, if you if you can't do that, buy the book. Yeah. <laughs> you can get a lot of lessons in there as well. Buy what book, Julie? <laughs> Shameless promotion. Buy the twist book. What is your favorite chapter in the book? Oh, I love that. It's like it's Sophie's choice, right? It's like yeah. my favorite child. But I would say it is actually chapter six. And chapter six is called Train Your Brain to Twist. And these are specific, specific lateral thinking techniques that I have. Like, for example, if you always sit somewhere in your office, sit under your desk. Like, change your perspective. If you always read the business section of the newspaper, read the sports section. Take a different way home. Eat with your left hand. Right. If you're right hand dominate, just different ways to get out of your rut, go in a brand safari, which is something that God willing, we'll be able to do soon again um, when the world opens up. But you can also do it online. Just spend an hour looking at brands that you love and pretending that you're visiting them and figuring out what lessons you can take away from them. Susanna has a question, which I think is probably highly relevant to this, which is how do you stay inspired? So I spend one day a week, and I, I try to do it on Tuesdays, I call them my twisting Tuesdays, where I purposely go out and do something I've never done before. Ooh. That could be take my dog to a new park that I haven't been to and walk around. It could be watch a documentary on Netflix on a subject that I know nothing about. Um, you know, it could be doing this uh, brand safari. But I try, I, I make time. I don't do it all day. I do it for a couple of hours, but I make time in my calendar to experience something new. Jennifer Perry, actually from Sacred Seeds, um, fellow local bear, she says, I have my MWBE certification and will be going after government and private contracts. Any advice on that new market? So that's actually really a question about how you take an existing brand that maybe you've been targeting towards one type of market, but have a strong enough brand to figure out how to change markets and change directions. Yeah, I think it's a good time right now to twist your target. That's what I call it, you know, and figure out what those people need. And what I would do, I mean, there are, there are people who help in these sort of things. I can, if Jen wants to email me, I have a specific resource that helps in that. But I would try to figure out, like, who is the buyer for that new business and do a target avatar, which is, I think, chapter three of the book and something we teach in brand school. Don't just say I'm going after the government. Try to figure out who is it. You know, maybe, maybe most often it's Leslie who's in her 50s and she's, you know, frustrated by the bureaucracy, but she's really excited about the opportunity to bring new ideas to her boss. Try to make your buyer a person and you'll be able to get in their head and connect with them better. 
And now you mentioned brand school, and I'd love to talk about that in a second. We have a former brand, several former brand schoolers here in the comments. One of them is my friend Linda Ray. I have to say, I was sitting on my porch reading Twist, and I saw you mention someone named Linda who had a family-based insurance company. And I immediately took a screenshot of that. Instagram stories, of course, but I texted Linda. I'm like, hmm, who could that be? We just added you, Linda, too. <laughs> All right, so Julie, the way people can work with you, people can work with you in a variety of ways, but one of the most accessible, I'd say, uh, to everyone, everywhere, is through Brand School. And uh, Brand School is a really exciting online program, an online masterclass. So tell us a little bit about it. Who is it for? How does it work? How can people get involved? Sure. So it's an eight-week class. We've been doing it for seven years. And our next is starting in October. Ooh. And it is synchronous live online. So it takes place every Thursday, 1230 Eastern Time. And uh, prior to the class, you'll get homework to do and a video to watch and a community page that you'll upload that to. And then every Thursday for an hour and a half, we go over the lessons, we put some people in the hot seat, we preview the next week. So it's eight weeks starting October 8th. Uh, 1230 to 2 Eastern time. If you ever have to miss one because of kids or clients or whatever, they're always recorded. And it's really great for solopreneurs, nonprofits, anybody who feels like their brand is getting a little bit stale. Um, it helps you figure out who to target, helps you figure out your brand promise, how to uh, raise your prices actually when you get clear on your story. And um, this semester, I'm really excited because we're going to focus on COVID and how to, you know, the specific challenges of getting heard. How do I market? How do I be sensitive to that? And we're also being sponsored by a university out in California called Dominican University. So we're going to have access to their faculty. And we have, we have our own faculty, which, Christine, you are our faculty. Woo! social media and faculty on trademark law and design and uh you know publicity how to get your message out there so super rich program how you start is you email me at juliet brand twist we have a little interview process where you'll actually get a, a brand booster session a half an hour session where you'll get some immediate feedback on your brand and i've done a brand booster session i just have to tell people yes i do i help people with personal branding but you know what Therapists go to therapists. Coaches have coaches. So I figured that I would uh, talk to someone who knows more about this than I do, and that's Julie. So I highly recommend uh, checking out all that Julie has to offer here. Yeah, so email me at Julie Brand Twist, or you go to brandtwist.com and click on Brand Booster Session. We'll do a half an hour session. It could end there if that's enough for you. And if you want to go into brand school, we'll credit your booster session to your brand school tuition. And um, I'm, I'm just super, super excited this semester. It's, it's going to be really, really great. And literally, you can be from anywhere around the world. We've had people from England, Israel, Australia. Um, as long as you can get online for an hour and a half, um, then, you're, then you're welcome to the class. And we have payment options, too, because I know it's hard right now for yeah. people. So we break it into five monthly payments. It's less than you're probably spending on takeout food right now. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, you know, we do everything we can to be super accessible. 
Well, thank you so much, Julie. I'm so excited that we have your book in a couple more hands and hopefully way more. Hopefully people will get out there and buy it. I highly recommend it. I bought my copy. Um, and thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you? Julie at Brand Twist is the best way to get in touch. Uh, you can also go to brandtwist.com and there's a contact form right there. And I'm mostly on Twitter at jcotton, J-C-O-T-T-I-N. LinkedIn. I'm all over the place. If you just Google Julie Cotino or Twist, and you can get the book on Amazon, but if you want a signed copy, then email me because um, we've got like sort of nicer, glossier signed uh, copies that I'll, I'll send you a little uh, surprise to if you get it directly through me. So I love yeah. it. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Julie, for being on here. And thank you to everyone who tuned in. Um, I am going to tell you a little bit more about this show. This is a new show, again, um, talk about brand. It is different from social, as you may have noticed, and we're going to be talking about brand every single Friday at noon Eastern time. In fact, next week, we have, uh, we have Roberto Blake, fantastic YouTuber Roberto Blake, and he's going to be on next week talking about building a brand, not just a channel. So thank you so much uh, to everyone who joined us today. Thank you so much to everyone who joined us uh, on Tuesday on Twitter. Thank you to the replay audience. Thanks so much to everyone, especially to my guest, Julie Catino. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Let's Talk About Brand, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Christine Gritman, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Heil, and edited by Christine Gritman. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com.